from Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hey, guess what? You've done it. You've tuned WIA in the national news. I'm Graham VK4BB. This broadcast for week commencing January 16, 2022. And let's get straight into the news. Alan VK4SN for the WIA Radio Activities Committee. By now, you would have heard about the new WIA Australia Day contest on the 26th of January, as kicked off by Trent VK4TS. This year is a trial contest, and due to time restrictions and getting it off the ground, the rules are loosely derived from the Remembrance Day contest. This will allow the use of VKCL Logger for logging purposes and VKLogChecker.com to process the results. Please download the latest version of VKCL Logger. N1MM has its own user-defined contest downloadable from VK4SN.com under Contests. After many suggestions received, we finally put together what we believe was a good rule set as a trial for this year. The major hurdle was an acceptable time of operation across all states and territories, from Norfolk to Christmas Island, where everyone could use the AX prefix at the same time. A time slot was presented to the Radio Activities Committee and everybody approved the submission. Some see propagation times may vary for or against some areas, but we are looking to open up the contest for DX next year. Start time for this year's contest will be 2200 UTC on the 25th through to 1000 UTC on the 26th. Rules are downloadable from the WIA contest pages. 2x1 contest call sign holders may have received confirmation from the ACMA that the AX prefix is not to be used with contest call signs. Best 73s and enjoy Australia Day. This is Alan, VK4, Sierra November. Hello, this is Greg, VK2GPK, with this week's board comment. Today I'm talking about YOTA, Y-O-T-A. This acronym stands for Youngsters on the Air. And this is an initiative that started in IOU Region 1 in Europe about half a dozen years ago. The goal of YOTA is to get more young people interested in amateur radio and grow the amateur radio community. I should note that outside of Region 1, it is more often referred to as youth on the air. Amateur radio in its 100-year-plus history has managed to reinvent itself and innovate to remain very relevant. However, to young people, the relevance of amateur radio to their lives is uh, very unclear at best. So it's important to convince younger people about the importance of amateur radio and technical experimentation. The vision for YOTA is to create the next generation of amateur radio enthusiasts and bring new energy into the amateur service. Initially YOTA struggled to gain traction and effectiveness in terms of convincing young people that amateur radio is an interest worth of their worthwhile of their time and that it is fun. About two years ago Region 1 came up with a Yota Train the Trainer program which stems from the idea that 
they will educate youngsters on the best methods to train new youngsters so that they can become licensed amateur radio operators. It struggled early on because if the age gap is too great between the uh, the young people and their people trying to interest in the hobby, it just doesn't click. And what was found is that the only way to do this is to have people typically well under 30 who effectively become amateur radio evangelists, ambassadors and educators. This has proved quite effective in Region 1 and now there is significant momentum occurring in Region 2 which is the North Americas particularly. Within Oceania, Region 3, where Australia is in the RU, less so, although there is a very um, significant amount of momentum occurring in New Zealand, but in Australia, not so much. In fact, very little at all. To ensure the future of amateur radio, not just in Australia, it is important that we look for ways to kickstart a Yota program in Australia. We would be keen to hear from young amateurs who are interested in helping us achieve this goal of getting Yota underway in Australia. This is Greg VK2 GPK with this week's board comment. Now, international news with Jason, Victor Kilo 2, Lima Alpha Whiskey. Hello international news and wireless weather a solar cycle update solar cycle 25 is shaping up to be stronger than expected new sunspot counts confirm that the young solar cycle is outperforming official forecasts with the rate of geomagnetic storm days nearly tripling in the past 12 months see the data and learn more at spaceweather.com in news from Region 1, all electrical and electronic devices in South Africa that do not have radio frequency modules must now have valid electromagnetic compatibility certificates recognised by the South African Bureau of Standards, SABS. The new rules should go a long way to take electronics off the market that cause radio interference. Electronics like switch mode power supplies, LEDs and electronic equipment where noise suppression circuitry has been omitted to save cost. The new rule comes after the SABS and Independent Communications Authority of South Africa, ICASA, were met with criticism after they tried to implement a new compliance regime in 2017. Among the concerns was that only compliance certificates from test laboratories authorised and integrated into the SABS authorised laboratory program would be recognised. ICASA and the SABS have now changed their approach, recognising internationally accredited labs. The UK Ministry of Defence is conducting a GPS jamming exercise until April 15th at Westfro in Dumfries and Galloway. The exercise will run over periods from the 10th of January to the 4th of February and the 21st of March to the 15th of April 2022. The jamming will be limited to 0830 to 1600 local and limited to the time required to demonstrate the desired effect on the target and shall not exceed two minutes continuously with a maximum of five test points per hour 
and a minimum of five minutes between test points. In news from Region 2, Nathaniel Frissell, Whiskey 2 November Alpha Foxtrot and Assistant Professor at the University of Scranton Department of Physics and Electrical Engineering, has received a National Science Foundation NSF grant of nearly $50,000 to support the 2022 Ham Radio Science Citizen Investigation HamSci Workshop. The event is set for March 18th to the 19th at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, Alabama. The in-person conference also has a virtual format option. HamSci is a collective of professional researchers and radio amateurs with the objective to foster collaboration between the amateur and professional communities to advance scientific research and understanding, encourage development of new technologies to support this research, and provide educational opportunities for both the amateur radio community and the general public. Now, weird and wonderful, this shopping list included a surprise QSO. You never know what's going to happen when you call CQ. One ham in Tennessee found out that if you do it in an unlikely place, using an unlikely method, you might just be surprised at what happens. Direct from Amateur Radio Newsline, here's Skeeter Nash. There was no doubt about it. Bill Price, K4FLH, was calling CQ, and the sound of his Morse code practice could be heard loud and clear everywhere. In this case, everywhere turned out to be the inside of the huge Walmart store where he was shopping. Instead of using a keyer, Bill was practicing his CW using the small, high-pitched electronic horn that's attached to the riding cart that the store provides for disabled shoppers like him. The horn is there to warn other shoppers of the cart's approach. Bill tells Newsline he's been practicing that way since the summer, and he never once thought anything would come of it except improved code practice. That is, until late December. Bill wrote on Facebook that, to his surprise, that day his Morse message caught the ear of another shopper, a fellow ham, also using a cart with a horn. What followed was a 10-minute QSO between the two. It ended when they agreed to meet up at the checkout for an eyeball QSO. Well, it sure sounds like Bill not only has his shopping list completed, he ended up with something that wasn't on his list. He wrote, I now have a new friend. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Now contest-wise, 2022. January this entire month, well, we are already halfway through it, is the WIA Ross Hull VHF UHF Marathon Contest. WIA VHF UHF Field Day is on this weekend, Saturday 15 January through to Sunday 16 January. Then in March is the John Moore Memorial Field Day. The JMMFD contest starts 0100 hours GMT on the 19th of March and concludes 0059 hours GMT on the 20th of March. Harrow Angel Memorial 80 metre sprint, Saturday 7th of May 2022. 10 hours UTC to 11.46 UTC. 
International CQ Pride Contest, June 4 and 6. International CQ Pride Contest will run through the first weekend of June to celebrate Pride Month in 2022. With more, Luke, VK3, UKW. Pride Radio Group has been a home and a champion for underrepresented groups in amateur radio for a little more than a year, and we are now planning our first contest. The International CQ Pride Contest will run through the first weekend of June to celebrate Pride Month 2022. The contest is open to all amateurs worldwide as single or multi-operator entries, with bonus points for working diversity-oriented amateur radio groups, newly licensed amateurs, and low-power operation. Some details, such as log submission, are still being finalised, but mark June 4 to June 6 on your calendars. Pride Radio Group is an international group that aims to further acceptance and inclusion for underrepresented groups in amateur radio. This has been Luke VK3UKW for Pride Radio Group VK3PRG. Thanks, Luke. Now celebrations to mark the BBC centenary began at noon on the 1st of January. The London BBC Radio Group was granted an extended special event radio licence by Ofcom to operate GB100 BBC throughout 2022. The Amateur Radio Activity is one of many events organised to celebrate 100 years of the BBC, which began broadcasting from Savoy Hill in 1922. The RSGB HF Contest calendar for 2022, with all the rules for all our contests, has been published. Dick's Window Turks and Caicos Operators John, AF3K and Ross, W2TT who cancelled their operation last year due to COVID, will be active as VP5-AF3K and VP5-W2TT respectively. From Provincial's Island, NAOO2, between March 23 and 31. Activity will include entry in the CQ WWWPX SSB contest March 26 and 27, signing as VP5P. QSL via N200 or Club Logs OQRS. All logs will be uploaded to LOTW, EQSL and Club Log. LN1B and LA100B. The Norwegian Bernskinsgruppen AV NRRL celebrates its first 100 years. The club was founded in 1922 under the name Bergens Radio Amateur Club and it was only fitting that the club was founded in the Hotel Transatlantic, only a few months after the first transatlantic contact between radio amateurs. Centenary activities will be based in the club station in Totland, Bergen. LA100B will be activated throughout the year, in many modes on HF and 6 metres. During contests, also expect to hear the call sign LN1B. 4A90, Mexico. Special event. Members of the Federación Mexicana de Radio Experimentales, FMRE, are celebrating their ninth anniversary during January, February and March 2022, promoting each of the 31 states and Mexico City, with the 32 different special event call signs beginning with 4A90 and a station 4A90 FMRE. In 2022, the UBA, or in full, the Royal Belgian Amateur Radio Union, will blow out 75 candles. On the occasion of this anniversary, the HF Committee will organise a special activity under the title 
UBA 75 on the air event during January and February. All participating UBA sections will be on the air during the months of January and February with the special prefix ON75, followed by the three-letter abbreviation of the department as a club station. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Who listens to radio? That go where you go, medium call radio. VK2KWG, VK2WIA. BK2 Echo From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. Available on RF and on demand 24-7 from the wia.org.au website. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3 Triple F. And a very good day to you. We start with worldwide special interest astronomical. James Webb Telescope completes epic deployment sequence. It's done. The biggest astronomical mirror ever sent into space is assembled and ready for focusing. The golden reflector, the centrepiece of the new James Webb Telescope, was straightened out on Saturday 8th into its full 6.5 metre wide concave shape. The mirror had been folded up like a drop-leaf table for the mission's Christmas Day launch. James Webb is set now to become a transformative tool in the study of all parts of the cosmos. Scientists intend to use the $10 billion observatory and its remarkable mirror to capture events that occurred just a couple of hundred million years after the Big Bang. They want to see the very first stars to light up the universe. They'll also train the telescope's big eye on the atmospheres of distant planets to see if those worlds might be habitable. Lee Feinberg, who's led the Webb Mirror Development Team at the US Space Agency, said, Webb has the potential to blow people away, even people who are used to the pictures from the Hubble Space Telescope, and I know that's hard to imagine. He told BBC News, Webb is so powerful, almost anywhere we look, we're going to be breaking new ground in a huge way. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. The first public demonstration of the electric telegraph, which uses Morse code, was done on January 11th, 1838, by inventors Samuel Breeze Morse and Alfred Vail. Learn Your Name in Morse Code Day takes place on the anniversary of that day and was created by Brownie Locks, in part because less and less people now know Morse Code. As of 2007, knowing Morse Code is no longer a requirement in order to get a ham radio licence, demonstrating just one example of how Morse Code continues to fall by the wayside. 
The day was created to get people to take an interest in Morse code. Brownie Locks created the event to get people of all ages to at least learn their name in the code on the day. The telegraph was the first device to send messages with electricity by transmitting electric signals over wires between stations. It revolutionised long-distance communication. It changed how wars were fought, how newspapers worked and how money could be sent. Prior to its invention, messages could only be sent as fast as a horse could run. In this day and age, where almost every day is a special day, little wonder this Morse day got lost in the QRM. The Slow Morse Club As membership of the Slow Morse Club surpasses 8,000, this is a little reminder to those who might be thinking of joining the apparent renaissance of CW operating. The club welcomes all who are interested in operating Slow CW on air, regardless of ability in the mode. For the more experienced, there is the chance to coach, and for the newbies, the chance to learn, and, more importantly, use CW on air, perhaps for the first time. Knowing that your contact is a friendly face who is not going to chastise you if the QSO doesn't quite abide by the normal conventions of CWQSOs, for example, if you make a mistake, helps overcome some of the anxiety of using this most skillful of radio modes. The club has a Facebook page for general chit-chat and uses the Signal Instant Messaging app for arranging skeds and advising others of slow CW contacts in real time. If you think you may be interested, why not look up the Slow Morse Club? You'll be very welcome. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier NASA has recognised amateur radio on the International Space Station, ARIS, as a science education and research program. Two images of ARIS activity are amongst those singled out by the Space Agency as some of the best space station science pictures of 2021. ARRL representative to ARIS International, Rosalie White, K1STO, said recognition is significant because it shows that NASA considers what ARIS does to be within the realm of science education and research. White added, actually, it's an honour for amateur radio, too, that this program is categorised as science education and research. She said, this is a really big deal for ARIS and we are really proud of the team. White feels the most important aspect of the recognition is that it shows that NASA believes in ARIS's efforts in the realm of science education and research. She said, they call our radio contacts ISS experiments, just as we call each radio contact an ARIS experiment. Cat on a hot satellite dish, Elon Musk's Starlink antenna hits surprise problem. Starlink's satellite internet performance has fallen victim to felines attracted to the warmth its dish gives off on cold days. 
A customer tweeted a photo of five cats huddled on his Starlink dish, which links homes to more than a thousand satellites, and noted that the presence of the furtive felines had slowed his internet performance. Aaron Taylor said, Starlink works great until the cats find out that the dish gives off a little heat on cold days. After the photo was widely shared online, Taylor clarified that the cats had taken to the dish by choice rather than necessity. He said, They have a heated cat house with water and food, but minus 25 degrees C, and they decide to sit on the Starlink dish. When the sun goes down, they head back to the house. The attraction may be due to a self-heating feature on the dish which is designed to melt snow. In 2020, Starlink engineers touted efforts to upgrade our snow melting ability. Taylor said the cat's attraction to his Starlink dish interrupted movie streaming and affected internet speed. He said it doesn't shut it down completely but definitely slows everything down. He also said he planned to move the dish from the ground to a higher location. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA, SA023, Operators Bob, PY6TV, using CW, and Raphael, PP2OK, on SSB, are active as ZY6A from Friars Island until today, January 16th. Activity on 40, 20, 15 and 10 metres using, obviously, CW and SSB. QSL via address on qrz.com direct or PayPal. OC262. Operators Agus, YB1TDL and Booty, YC1RQZ will be active as YB1TDL4 and YC1RQZ4, respectively, from Rakata Island between January 15th and 20th. Activity will be on 40 to 10 metres using SSB and FT8. QSL via HA3JB. I'm Bruce, VK3FFF from sunny and hot Bendigo. Hey, we're nearly there. The end of the news. 2022 social scene. In VK7, it's Reist's Open Day Sunday, January 30, 11am. In VK3, Spark Rosebud Radio Fest, February 13 at 9.30am. In VK4, it's Red Fest. It happens sometime, somewhere, Saturday, April 9. And VK5, Australian Fox Hunting Championship and the Serg Convention at Mount Gambia, the Queen's Birthday Weekend in June. Now to the final final. The Victorian Scout Jamboree Vic Jam has concluded and with over 7,000 attending was deemed a huge success. Many Scouts participated in the amateur radio activities with the station having the special call sign VI3JAM, VI3 Jam, including a contact with astronaut Mark KG5GNP aboard the International Space Station NA1SS. Cole VK3GTV will have a special video report when he presents special interest group news in next week's WIA National News. So now, until we do meet again, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. 
This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.